Good morning, family. Have you ever met an eccentric person? I mean, other than me. What do you do when you run into someone who appears to be a bit out of the ordinary? Do you avoid them? Do you engage them? Or do you even pay them any attention at all? Well, this morning in the Gospel according to Mark, we'll meet a man who people thought was quite peculiar, maybe even crazy. Today is the second Sunday in the season of Advent. This is the time of year as we prepare for Christmas to remind ourselves that we wait for Jesus to come to us. He promised to come back to us. Now, Advent is not Christmas, even though someone thought I looked a bit like Santa last week because I had a red sweater on. That was certainly not my intent because we're in Advent and Advent is not Christmas. Remember, we're keeping sacred time. So we're in the season of Advent and we're preparing for the Christ child. So we live in anticipation of his arrival. Now, way back in the Hebrew scriptures, God spoke to his people through the prophets to tell them that a savior, a, a Messiah, was coming to redeem them, to save them. And we believe that redeemer to be Jesus. So during the season of Advent, we prepare to remember and to receive the babe of Bethlehem. And while we're on the subject, I will have a special Christmas Eve video for you on Sunday, December 24th, starting at 3 p.m. for you to use in your Christmas Eve celebration. So be on the lookout for that on December 24th. But we're not in Christmas quite yet. We're in the season of Advent. And as we journey through Advent, we learn to be people who wait with hope and anticipation for Jesus' promised return. So this morning, let's meet a man who helped people prepare to meet and receive Jesus, the promised one. And maybe we can learn from him how to prepare the way of the Messiah. Are you ready? Let's look at Mark chapter 1, verses 1 through 8. Hear the word of the Lord. The gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, begins with the fulfillment of this prophecy of Isaiah. Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord, make his path straight. For John came and began to baptize men in the desert, proclaiming baptism as the mark of a complete change of heart and of the forgiveness of sins. All the people of the Judean countryside and everyone in Jerusalem went out to him in the desert and received his baptism in the river Jordan, publicly confessing their sins. John himself was dressed in camel hair, with a leather belt round his waist, and he lived on locusts and wild honey. The burden of his preaching was, There is someone coming after me who is stronger than I. Indeed, I am not good enough to kneel down and undo his shoes. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. So we say, thanks be to God. On this second Sunday of our Advent journey, the word of God is announced not just once, but twice. First, it was written in the book of Isaiah, and then it was fulfilled in the ministry of John the Baptist. Long ago, God declared, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, 
make his paths straight. Now, if you've ever been in church this time of year, then you're probably familiar with that instruction, aren't you? Prepare the way of the Lord. It was the central message of John the Baptist. He was the one God sent to set the stage for the coming of Jesus as the Savior of the world. John the Baptist. Now there's a character. He roamed the wilderness of Judea calling, Repent! The kingdom of God is at hand. and Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. John dressed in weird clothes. He wore a garment made of camel's hair and a leather belt around his waist. He also ate a strange diet of bugs, locusts, and wild honey. John had something to say to the world, and nothing and no one was going to stop him. He didn't care what he looked like. He didn't care what people thought about him. The only thing that John the Baptist cared about was preparing for the coming of the Savior. Now, obviously, John was not your average preacher, and I'm not sure that that's a good thing or a bad thing. He wasn't well-behaved. He was not refined or dignified. He did not have a nice church sanctuary with a nice pulpit. He did not preach polished sermons. No, John took his message to the streets. If John were here today, you would probably find him down on Main Street. He would be right in the center of all the hubbub and the holiday shopping as people count down the number of shopping days till Christmas. That's where you would hear him shouting and yelling, Repent! Prepare the way of the Lord! Now, what would you do if you ran into John the Baptist? Most of the people would probably ignore him, right? Others would say, look at that grubby homeless guy. I bet he doesn't have both oars in the water or something like that. But what would you do? What would you say? Most likely people today would not pay any attention to John or to his message. But we should pay attention. You see, John realized that Jesus was coming. He knew that the prophecy of Isaiah would be fulfilled in his cousin, Jesus of Nazareth. He announced that the people are grass. He declared that they were like flowers in the field. And he reminded everyone that the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of God would stand forever. And that word of God was coming soon in the flesh and blood of Jesus. I think it's safe to say that many people today would probably not pay much attention to John the Baptist. He wasn't attractive. He wasn't fashionable. But the truth is, we should pay attention. We should pay attention because John says some important things, things that we need to know as we wait for Jesus. John tells us that we should be faithful to the Lord. We should be faithful to the reign of God. He reminds us that life can be a wilderness in which it's hard to hear God's word. Then John tells us to be prophetic, that is, that we are to speak the word of the Lord. He also tells us not to be overly concerned with exterior things like our appearance, but to concentrate on the condition of our souls. And lastly, John tells us to stay tuned to the reality of God's reign, to look for the coming of the Lord, no matter how hopeless we think it is or how dreary it seems. I heard a story, an interesting story the other day. It's about a man who lived in a rather bleak and rather hopeless city. 
So every day the man walked the streets, and as he walked, he yelled, Love, peace, righteousness. Day after day after day, he walked along the street and yelled at the top of his lungs, Love, peace, righteousness. And every day, rain or shine, like clockwork, love, peace, righteousness. One day, his next-door neighbor, who had grown rather tired of the daily yelling, confronted the man. Hey, he said, are you crazy? What do you think you're doing? Every day you come out of your house and you yell, Love, peace, righteousness. You're a fool. No one listens to you. This city is full of hate and crime. Everywhere you look, there's poverty and there's homelessness and hopelessness. No one loves their neighbor. We can't find peace or righteousness anywhere. So give it a rest. Save your breath. Don't you know that you can't change the world? The old man thought for a moment, and then he replied, You're right. My shouting about love, peace, and righteousness might not change the world, but one thing it will do is stop the world from changing me. Talking about living and practicing love, peace, and righteousness might not change the world, and that news might be disheartening to some of you today but it will stop the world from changing you during the season of advent remember to prepare the way of the lord within your life and within your own soul be inspired and challenged by the old man in my story and by john the baptist as well in your own way go and tell others to prepare the way of the lord why because it's your job it's your mission Keep at it, whether or not you think anyone cares, whether or not you believe anyone will even listen. At least you will care. At least you will be listening. And as you tell yourself in the world, prepare the royal highway for the king of kings is near. Let every hill and valley a level road appear. Then greet the king of glory foretold in the sacred story and say, Hosanna to the Lord, for he fulfills God's word. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Good and gentle God, purify our hearts and minds that when your Son, Jesus Christ, comes again as Judge and Savior, we may be ready to receive him. In the meantime, help us to wait expectantly. Help us to declare with our lives and our lips that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life that he freely offers love and grace and mercy and life to everyone who calls on him. Father, you made us out of love and you created us to love. So help us to love others, others who don't look like us or vote like us, others who don't believe like us or speak like us, others who don't do anything the way we do. Help us to love when it feels like no one cares. Help us to love no matter what. And now using the words debts and debtors, let us pray with boldness the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
As always, thank you. I really do appreciate you joining me today. And I hope that these words were helpful to you. And if they were, will you like, review, and share this episode? If you leave a good review, it will help other people to find and to benefit from these devotional thoughts. By the way, if you have a need or a prayer request, please leave a message in the comments section and be assured that I will be praying for you and for your need. Now, this week your job is to love at least three people and make sure at least one of them doesn't deserve it. Why? Because everyone needs love and everyone needs to know that God loves them no matter what. Remember, with Jesus we always, always, always have hope. Now receive these words of benediction today. May the Lord bless you and protect you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his face to you and grant you his peace. Amen? Amen. Amen.